0: Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score in Hamilton.
1: Bombers falling 29-23, reminding Doug Brown and I why we don't like coming to the Hammer.
2: Something about this time of the year and uh, coming off a massive rivalry game and... uh, just not a divisional opponent it's it's hard to manufacture another top flat. i mean no one expected necessarily for them to play to the degree that they played last week but to fall this far off of that standard uh yet again was was very surprising in hamilton a team with a losing record and uh i have to tell you this hamilton tiger cats Looking at Taylor Powell celebrate after this win, I mean, this might propel Hamilton into uh, uh, quite a playoff situation in terms of uh, inspired confidence because uh, this is a massive win for them.
1: Yeah, six and seven. So now I believe that makes them even on wins with the Montreal Alouettes. In fact, even on record with the Alouettes. Uh, coaching changes, quarterback changes, well, coaching changes, maybe the biggest. Driver of it, but uh, Taylor Powell. When six weeks ago we were lamenting, man, there are no quarterbacks left in the Canadian Football League except for Zach and Vernon Adams and Chad. Uh, a couple more cats on the scene. Taylor Powell, very impressive in this one. Let's do the final numbers. Brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build the garage; they build your garage. Visit JMLRenovations.com. Bombers outgained the tie Cats in this one, four twenty-three to three seventy-two. Kolaris out past Taylor Powell, twenty-one to thirty-five for three forty-four, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. As Hamilton, one was a force. One was I don't know how a quarterback. This is me never having played how a quarterback would expect Malik Carney to be all the way across the field. That seemed like a great defensive play, and just. But three picks from Kolaris is not something you
2: ever expect. Yeah, your MVP candidate can't commit more turnovers than a guy you've never even played against before, right? He only threw for, for one pick, and there was a forced fumble on him as well. But they still won the turnover battle in that respect. And uh, something about these new quarterbacks down the depth chart that the Bomber defense has incredible struggles with. It's uh, You cannot foresee this. You know, coming off a game, granted, Dolagala was uh, a newcomer for the Bombers to face last week, but I think that's a frustrating thing for the Bombers and in, in the Bomber fans in this game is that, you know, you go from giving up, allowing six points to, to 29 today uh, against another unheralded guy. It's very inconsistent. Brady Oliveira, nine carries
1: for 46 yards. It's not like they didn't try to establish the run. Hamilton took it away in the beginning and it just Hamilton decided i guess Hamilton decided that was the thing we're taking away and uh, you can't have it the bombers weren't really able to unlock it apart from one 17 yard carry
2: yeah and mop discussions sure cool off in a hurry right is that Claris with with three interceptions brady oliveira not having a, a strong great game on the ground not really able to establish anything consistent in the ground game so and how rare is it to see you know this offense which has been a juggernaut you get worse as the game goes on, right? They really struggled in the second half as com- as compared to how they competed and, and stayed with Hamilton in the first half of this game.
1: Uh, the first half was punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, miss, field goal. The second half, punt, interception, interception, punt, interception, touchdown, turnover on downs. Yeah, it's significantly worse second half than, than first half. Nick Dembski, leading receiver, six for 137, as I do some quick math, that Dalton
2: shown has to be up there for number two, yeah. at least in targets.
1: Dembski at 931 by my count for the season, so congrats to him. Six touchdowns as well. Dalton Schoen at 110. That puts him at 1035 for the season, so he breaks the 1,000-yard barrier for the second straight year. Kenny Lawler, three for 41, gets his sixth touchdown of the season. And Rashid Bailey, three catches for 35, a couple of runs in which he absolutely destroyed backers and, and defensive backs, but that drop on second down on that final drive, I, I suspect, knowing Rashid Bailey a little bit, I suspect is all he will take away from this game. Just an unfortunate play.
2: Yeah, they had more opportunities to compete and be in this game than they might have necessarily deserved on, on the football field, but... There's uh, there's a handful of plays that determine the outcome of each and every game, and and this one got away from them.
1: Evan Holm, uh, among defensive players, especially uh, four tackles and interception, a very timely interception to take that one for, away from Tim White in the end zone. Props to him for that. Celestin Haba had a sack, but just watching you or
2: listening to you during this one, it was it was a struggle for Haba. It sounded like yeah, keeping contained. He got. He got exposed a number of times, not able to uh, get up the field and, and turn the quarterback back inside. Uh, you know, when you've got a, a mobile guy like Taylor Powell, you have to limit him's, his ability to extend plays when you're when you're not getting a lot of consistent pressure on him. So can't allow him to buy time and run around back there. And almost at will, they were able to break contain and get him outside. Cramdy
1: and Kyrie also with sacks.
2: Brandon Alexander, six tackles,
1: and the fumble recovery. Uh, that kept the bombers alive in this one, but ultimately, man, eighteen of twenty-eight conversions on second down for Hamilton.
2: Uh, eighteen that, of twenty-eight. Yeah, I thought it would have been a higher percentage than that. But. It,
1: it, they they started to turn them away, and you know, in the fourth quarter, it was sixteen of nineteen at one point. Like it's it was crazy. Uh, Ed Tape made a real good point at halftime of how good they are on, on second down. Powell twenty twenty six two thirty six one and one. James Butler. 22 for two, less than four yards per carry, but they kept on knocking. Tim White, five for 55. Godwin, four for 61 and a score. Uh, Simone Lawrence with a knockdown and eight defensive tackles. Cats and Kenneth George, and Malik Carney with the interceptions for the Thai Cats. Man.
2: Still 65% completion on second and long from the Hamilton Tiger-Cat offense. That's, uh, that's nuts. That's outstanding. Yeah. You know, we're talking second and I would say seven seven or more yards on second down on average, sixty five percent completion on second down. That just killed every opportunity the bombers had today, not being able to get off the field in second along.
1: And that's been that's been a huge part of, of the bombers' success these last couple of years was they were able to convert those second and longs better than anybody, but that's still at a 40-something percent rate. To do it, 60% in a game is uh, your offense has their defense right where they want them. The final numbers brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build the garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. Just now, 6 o'clock, we will take a break. We're going to go down to the locker room and talk to the head coach and the quarterback, and we'll go through Doug's three keys to the game and some of the big moments in this one. Bombers falling 29 to 23 heading into the
3: bye week. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber football on 680 (coughs) CJOB. Are you waiting for a delivery, new shoes or a shirt? Maybe a new shoulder bag. Roads move products to market right into your hands. We need safe and reliable roads to grow our economy. Manitoba needs strategic investment for better roads. In the provincial election, ask your candidate, what's your plan for better roads? Take the Better Roads quiz, and you could win $1,000. Visit voteforbetterroads.ca. A message from Manitoba Heavy Construction.
1: Here's an activity
0: you can do for life. Five- and ten-pin bowling is always great fun. Join a bowling league today, sponsored by Bowl Manitoba. Find the lanes nearest you
1: by following Bowl Manitoba on Facebook or Instagram.
3: Reminder, this weekend is Giveaway Weekend. Place your unwanted reusable items at the curb marked free. Remove leftover items by dusk on Sunday. Visit winnipeg.ca slash giveaway weekend or contact 311 for more information. Fuel Good Day is back at Co-op. Stop by your local Co-op gas bar on September 19th, and for every liter of fuel sold, Co-op will make a donation to a local
0: group in your community. It's the Co-op way fueling communities across Western Canada for generations. So fill up your tank on September 19th and fuel good knowing co-op is giving back to your community. Visit your local co-op gas bar for more details about this year's Fuel Good Day.
3: The highest standards of broadcasting. It's what we strive for every minute of the day. Living up to your expectations is our goal, our obligation. And as members of the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council, our promise is to be accountable. Have a comment to make about our programming? Visit cbsc.ca to find information on the council and its codes. A message from the Canadian Association of Broadcasters and 680-CJOB.
0: Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680-CJOB. The Post Game Show, brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence.
1: Just writing it down, uh, doing a lot of counting there in the break. Bombers falling 29-23 to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and Doug mentioned it uh, before we went to break, the second down conversions. Uh, Doug, just a quick count. Second and long. Second and 7, eight, nine, 10, 13. The Tiger Cats were 11 of 15. Whoa! On second and long today, it felt like it was, it was really a strong performance
2: from the Ty Cats. But eleven of fifteen—that's an indictment to your pass rush. Unfortunately, it's a it's a guaranteed passing situation. You can't uh, effectuate enough consistent pressure there. It makes things real tough on your on your on your back end.
1: All right, let's uh, go down to the locker room. Welcome in the head coach Mike O'Shea. Uh, Mike, thank you for your time in the post game. No problem. Uh, what's your assessment of the, of the game today? Well, obviously not good enough, you know.
4: I thought uh couldn't get off the field defensively. Quarterback escaping. Uh, they completed a lot of balls on second down. Needed to challenge a little more. Uh, lost the turnover battle. Um, you know, not clean enough. Not uh, gritty enough to, to come all the way back.
1: Yeah, was there was there something you you spotted as to why we just did it? Hamilton eleven of fifteen on second and long by just by our quick hand count. Was there something you saw that you feel led to that?
4: Um, yeah, I'd have to break down each one. There's a couple times where he scrambled around and completed those balls, right? And then there's some times where uh, we were probably a little soft in coverage. We didn't come up and, and challenge the football, you know, as hard as we should have. Right? We we're trying to we we're making tackles instead of trying to break the ball up you know so i think there's a a bit of of everything smattered in there
2: is it is it a difficult situation for football team coming off you know a game that one of the best performances anybody's seen from the winnipeg blue bombers in a long time is there a little bit of an emotional uh, downfall you know coming on the road playing a team not in a division not with the same rivalry and uh you know having expectations just being with a play at that high level again is is that just too much for this this school? We've seen this happen two years in a row now in Hamilton prior to yeah. the bye. and we're wondering if it's just an emotional uh letdown of of uh you know circumstances in this game
4: No I don't know I think that's reading a lot into it you know um I don't think we were physical enough in the first half you know not not tough enough um I don't think that has anything to do with what we did last week. The guys understood that we had to change our focus and get back at it. The guys understood that we're playing a team that's probably underrated. Um, you know, their, their quarterback's starting to play well. Their run game has been effective of late. You know, I, their defense will rally, you know, take the ball away. So I, I, they know all these things. I don't I don't think that's it, simply.
1: I- Coach, we hadn't seen much of Taylor Powell, and folks listening hadn't heard much of Taylor Powell. Uh, just from having seen him today, what, what's your quick assessment of, of how good the Cats QB is?
4: Yeah, I think he's taken good care of the football. I mean, he threw that pick in the end zone, but other than that, he was pretty tight with it. Um, you know, he managed to scramble around and, and spend some plays, uh, scramble and get a few passes off too. He's obviously learning very quickly and he's sort of stacking Stacking uh, some good games together.
1: Uh, you guys chose to kick off in the in the th- well. You ended up kicking off in the third quarter. Was was the wind profound down there?
4: Uh, it was supposed to get uh, a, a little bit heavier. I mean, it was bad to start the game, or you know, it was enough to warrant uh, deferring for the second, right? And then yeah. the, from the forecast, come out at half, and the wind's blowing pretty good, and the forecast says it's going to increase slightly. So, you know, we're going to stick with that plan of having the ball and trying to pin them. It just so happens that they drove well into the wind. You know, they had a nice, real long drive into the wind there, uh, and they came down and scored to start the third. Either way, you get, if you give them the ball in the wind to start, you got to stop it. Right? You got to get off the field there, I and mean, then you got to extend some drives offensively. But so, hey, you know what? we we got the ball back. We're down six. Uh, we're in three down football mode and we didn't, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted it to end. There's a lot that leads up to that prior to that that being just down by six, right? We just weren't good enough.
2: How much do you think the defense misses Jackson Jeff out on
4: the field today? Yeah, but if you, I mean, I don't watch the you You know, Hobbes is a, a good football player. I just think, you know, after being off that long, you know, how much gas can you have in the tank, right? So uh, Jackson's one of the best. You do miss him, obviously.
1: Coach, thank you for your time in the postgame. Enjoy the bye week, and we'll see you in the coach's show on Monday. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Nice to be with us in the postgame show. Again, uh, coach's show Monday, 7 till 8. We'll get the chance to answer all your questions, even on the bye week. Coach O'Shea comes on in and and talks about uh, his, I mean,
2: I hated I hated games like this going into a bye week. When you lose, is because it takes forever before you get an opportunity. It just stays with you, right? It's just like why? Because it, it's just the level of enjoyment you have in the bye week is uh, you're precipitated by how you perform in your last game, right? Football is what have you done for me lately? You're defined by your latest success or failure, and this is just a stain that you you don't get a, a chance to wash it away for for a couple weeks now, right? So. And most of these guys would be familiar with that, right? They lose to
1: Montreal in the bye week last year. They lose to Hamilton in the bye week last year. So it leads me to the it leads me to the question a question that we'll ask. I'm going to uh, make a note to myself to ask that after we talk with the quarterback Zach Claus. Uh, Zach, thanks for your time here in the post game.
4: Thanks for having me on. Uh,
1: what's your assessment of the of the
4: performance today? Uh, you know, obviously not good enough. Uh, you know, anytime you walk away the loss, it hurts and. Uh a good football team over there on the other end zone uh, sorry the other sideline rather but uh you know we gotta do a better job all three phases and uh offensively obviously uh you can't turn the ball over there uh, consecutively in the second half and put our team in the best spot
1: yeah uh, any one of the th- any of the three interceptions that that you i mean great plays by by the defense uh you didn't love the throws you made what what led to three interceptions do you believe
4: yeah I just forced the last two there uh you know obviously but uh the first one they did a good job they ran a good call and uh you know i gotta gotta locate the ball better uh understand that they're playing a zone pressure rather than a man
2: Uh, this football team really struggled in all three phases today and that's coming off a game where we saw maybe the best uh performance of the year in all three phases Uh, any uh any idea the the explanation the rationale for that? Is it an emotional letdown coming off the Banjo Bowl and that rivalry and playing at home in a, a sold out crowd? Is is it tough to maintain that level of uh, execution?
4: You know, it, it, it's always going to be tough to you know maintain the level, the level of execution that we were at last week for sure. But uh, it's not an excuse. Um, you know, uh, you got to you got to match the intensity of the home team. Um, did we do that? I'm not sure, but we, we certainly didn't execute uh, the way that we needed to, we needed to do that.
1: Uh, in the first half, it seemed like when they decided to bring pressure on you, you you had them dialed in. You hit Dembski deep, I think, a couple of times. Uh, things were flowing r- really well. It seemed like in the first half. Uh,
4: yeah, we uh, you know we did we did enough there in the first half. You know, we got to score touchdowns though. I think we uh, settled for two field goals. Uh, if I recall, I maybe one there. I feel like we only had the ball four times in the first half. So I'm, not, I'm not positive on that though. But uh, you know, you got to score touchdowns in this league. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they didn't play, I don't think, any man coverage in the second half, which, uh, you know, it's understandable. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, any thoughts? Nick Dembski With I mean, had a big game in Labor Day and another big game today. Just He's nearing 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. What's what? What's Nick Dembski been to you, been to this offense?
4: Uh, as a teammate, I mean, he's one of the best teammates I've ever had. I, you know, I love the guy. I tell you guys all the time, uh, he can do everything for us. Run the football, catch the football, block. He can actually throw the football too. Um, you know, he's just—he's a, a great all-around athlete and a, a great teammate. I love Nick, and yeah, uh, you know, he's going to continue to flourish.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Dalton Schoen with eight catches for 110. Uh, he does not—he—he he doesn't mind taking hits to make catches. Hey.
4: No, you know, uh, he, he's a solid guy. You know, credit to him for taking care of himself uh, you know, the way that he does. You know, all, our, all of our guys are, are fearless going in there and catching the football. So its, it's kind of what that room's about. And, uh, you know, Dalton's obviously, uh, you know, showing that week in and week out.
1: Uh, so, uh, Zach, the bye week now now upon you guys. Uh, uh, losing going into the bye week, is it, does it stick with you? Is it any sort of feeling? Or are you able to just forget this and just, you know, take your time away?
4: No, losing always sticks with you. So it's uh, especially not fun when you, don't, when you don't play again for a long time.
1: Yeah, well, we're looking forward to seeing you on the other side. Zach, thanks for your time today.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Take care.
1: He is the quarterback, Zach Kalaris. Nice to, have to join us from the locker room in the post game show here in Hamilton. Uh, you said you hated losing into the bye week because you thought about it all the bye week. The question I wanted to ask you before Zach came on is, and this comes from a place of, of not knowing, how do you go into a game and get out physical, as Coach O'Shea said, when you know these guys all know that it feels awful to lose into a bye week? I, and again, uh, me not knowing, how do you get out physical? Uh, I
2: think it's just different levels of urgency, right? I think for, for Hamilton, think how much more this game means to them as it does to Winnipeg, right? Winnipeg knows win, lose, or draw. They're still in first place. Uh, you know, they, they got time off. And uh, for Hamilton, they need to turn things around in a hurry if they want to secure a playoff future in 2023. So it's a game that's more important to Hamilton. It's a road game. It's an emotional drop-off after the Banjo Bowl. And uh, it's just three phases of the football team, uh, collectively, very poor execution, right? You can look at Zach's three picks. You can look at special teams missing Field goals, extra points, allowing, you know, two points going the other way. And then defensively, you can look at uh, second down conversions, right? Every phase of this football team underperformed almost to the same degree that they overperformed last week.
1: You mentioned special teams, and I, I, I hadn't looked at the stat all game long, but I had to check back in it. Because since Genere and Grant went down, we've been talking about punt returns, and it was Greg McCray, and now it's Jamal Parker. Five punt returns for twenty eight yards. Five point six yards per return. One of them was a there was a no yards call, but six yards per return, again the stat from a couple weeks ago, Genere and Grant's career average is thirteen.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's double it. And now you know why, you know, a, a team that gives up safeties more than any other team said, Oh no. We're going to punt out of the end zone here because we're we're good, you know. We're going to have cover down the field. They're not a team that has any strength whatsoever in terms of uh, special teams returns. So why not roll the dice in that respect? And it paid off for them.
1: They held Tyreek McAllister to two punt returns for nine yards. So that's some of their that's got to be their best coverage punt coverage performance of the season. Uh, Jamison Sheehan got outpunted punted by Corey Vedvik, Sergio Castillo. You you made got the,
2: worked by Leggio.
1: You today. made the joke earlier on, and I didn't. I obviously I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't want to touch it. Like, oh, they just need a kicker like Legio, uh, Mark Leggio against this old team. Two of two field goals from thirty-five and thirty-two. Three of three converts. Sergio Castillo, one of two field goals. Two of three converts.
2: And even and that doesn't even tell the whole story. We're, we're talking about kickoffs too, right? Uh, Leggio... On kickoffs, is able to get the ball inside the twenty, and Sergio Castillo more often than not can't kick it to the thirty-yard line of the of the opponent. So
1: that made me think the breeze was a, was a factor because they end up virtually identical. Uh, Legio sixty three point seven, Castillo sixty three point six. Okay, so one tenth of a yard different. Castillo had a seventy eight yarder with the breeze, but it, it just it absolutely well. It felt like that, and then. Uh, again, Hamilton outperformed Winnipeg in kickoff returns, so there's more yardage, you know, seeded to the to the TyCats. It's it's a befuddling performance. Uh, as I said, I said in the pregame in my hot takes that there's no performance that will change my opinion of the Bombers going into the bye week and into Toronto on the other side. I stick by that. I will say though that the BC Lions, who are playing right now, if they win. It's now Winnipeg at 10 and 4, BC at 9 and 4. And now that game in BC becomes double extra critical that the Bombers win that one. They had a little margin.
2: 10 and 4 is a very good record at this point of the season. It's just the teams and the way they've lost those games are uh, are head scratchers, right? Games you think would be gimmies for a team the caliber of the Bombers are the ones yeah. they have trouble with, right? unknown mobile quarterbacks seem Richie Hall can beside himself trying to figure out what to do with these guys, right? Because, you know, the not spying the quarterback uh, against Ottawa, not spying the quarterback in this game, but not keeping him contained, not being able to exact consistent pressure, no matter what you dial up, either with your four-man rush or or with a blitz package, Hamilton did a fantastic job picking up the blitz. You know, the one time they actually got pressure, they forced a fumble. So, and uh, they were not getting home in any way, shape, or form. So, Uh, Just on that point,
1: Hamilton did something interesting with their depth chart today. They listed five fullbacks, and two of the fullbacks were Joel Figueroa and Dayton Black. Two, obviously, offensive linemen. They've only ever been offensive linemen. They're offensive linemen. So they essentially had, I mean, so essentially they just brought extra offensive linemen, and you saw it. I'm just going to guess on 80 percent of their snaps, we're in six or seven offensive linemen, and you could speak this better. You get widened out, and oh, by the way, here's now a 320 pound body shoving you around. There weren't holes for Butler, but there was no, there wasn't much pressure on on Powell. Yeah, right? when
2: you get you have a, a tight end to your side and such uh, as a defensive end. You don't know who's necessarily blocking you, right? You, is the tight end staying in? Is he is he going out into a route? Is he helping? Is he allowing? Is he giving me this inside move? Is he? It changes everything. It gets you thinking more as a defensive end, and it's not a surprise that people do that against Willie Jefferson. They want to widen him out, and they want to give him multiple looks so he can't just tune in on his... Uh, well, you obviously want to give your offensive tackles help, too, going against Willie Jefferson, so... Uh, it's no surprise that they're making things as difficult as possible uh, for, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the CFL.
1: 204-780-6868 is the text line. Jerry's on the text line. He's surprised that we're talking about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He calls us homers. Uh, Jerry, I don't know what you what broadcast you think you're listening to, but it's Winnipeg Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. So uh, we're going to go with there. We might,
2: we might spend a little time talking about them, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Alex says, question for Doug. Why does Richie Hall show so much respect to inexperienced QBs with average arms with the softer quarters look in coverage? To your, uh, as you said earlier, he's, uh, Alex says, did it with Crum as well. Never moves them off their first read or forces accurate throws. Yeah, S- I don't know what we're talking about. It's yeah. like
2: he doesn't know what to do with them. He doesn't want to spot. And, and it's, uh, you know, mobile quarterbacks seem to be a, a level of vulnerability for this football team, so... It's, uh, you know, Richie Hall's never had the greatest blitz packages. Uh, a lot of it got picked up today. Uh, you know, they're going in a lot of max protection uh, sets against four-man rushes. So uh, these guys are super comfortable in the pocket. And, you know, the, the, the coordination defensively, they, they just haven't figured out a way to consistently affect these guys. Dave is on the text line says I,
1: I know their special teams have been brutal but the constant we have is the same defensive coordinator. That was the problem often talked about before Zach got here and won two cups. I can't help imagine what the Bombers would be like if they got a real good defensive coordinator. Uh, Dave coming into the game they'd allow the fewest offensive points against the fewest yards passing and net against and they were number one in forcing turnovers and by a large margin the third uh, the third down uh, turnover on down so I would uh, I would push back against Richie Hall being the problem with with what's happening in this one they
2: I they, mean the biggest problem is they they're super inconsistent and I think a lot of it has to do with you know roster available players uh, I think they're more I think the falloff from Jackson Jeffcoat to anybody on this roster is is pronounced is is massive OK, so uh, just in terms, you know, setting an edge, keeping contained, uh, uh, applying consistent pressure. I mean, Jeff Jeffcoat is heads and tails above the, the guys that are filling in for him from that yeah. respect. So and then it just uh, makes shutting down Willie Jefferson that much easier. Right.
1: Which if by and we will never know the answer to this, but if by sitting him out today buys him good health down the stretch and in the playoffs, totally worth the sacrifice today.
2: Yeah, if he makes the most of it and they get Theadric Hansen back into the rotation and, uh, you know, they keep these guys healthy and they can have uh, a viable rotation down the stretch, they could reenact, they could revisit those days where, you know, they weren't blockable, where it was pretty much, you know, they still they don't have a consistent presence really on, on the interior like they did. It's hit or miss game by game. And sometimes, uh, those two guys uh, play well, and, and other times you know, they did pretty well against the run today, but yeah. not consistent pressure up the middle either.
1: And it, it, one interesting thing, uh, first place is first place in a season, right? The Bombers are first in offensive points allowed, but it's not first place like it was in 2021, right, where they beat teams in the— Where it was record-breaking. Yeah. yeah, they they allowed 20, 20 offensive points a game this season. That season it was under 13. Like, that was— First place, otherworldly. This is first place, but uh, second place is not incredibly far uh, behind. It is six twenty-three. We will take a break. The sounds of the game to come up. We'll see the drive of the game and the hardest hit of the game, and more from Hamilton. The Bombers falling heading into the bye week. Twenty-nine twenty-three. The final. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on six eighty. CJOB. Hi,
3: my name is Victoria, and I'm a Stars VIP. I was T-boned at the end of my gravel road. The fire department and ambulance from Carberry got me to the Carberry Hospital at STARS, picked me up, and got me to the Health Sciences Center as quickly as possible. I wouldn't have been able to make it if I didn't have that care. I was put into a medically induced coma for 12 days and I suffer a severe traumatic brain injury. It's almost been seven years and I still have it. They had to teach me how to walk again. I was taken to Riverview where they had to teach me how to speak again and do normal daily tasks. The STARS Helicopter is so important and has helped save so many people. I just encourage all the donations and all the support for them. STARS Critical Care makes a difference in the lives of very important patients like Victoria every day. To hear other STARS VIP voices like these and learn more about the medical team behind the mission, visit CJOV.com. Brought to you by Manitoba Blue Cross and 680 CJOB.
0: Wob Canoe. Charged with domestic and violent assaults, drunk driving, passing bad checks, and even today, despite his so-called apologies, bullying. So far, he's gotten away with it all, but you can put a stop to it. On October 3rd, finally hold Wab Canoe to account by voting against the NDP.
3: Authorized by the Financial Officer, PC Party of Manitoba.
0: Sounds of the Game, brought to you by PlayNow.com catch
1: for the touchdown going
0: to the trickery right off the bat
1: touchdown Brady's
0: in for the touchdown in second of the game bet on blue at playnow.com enjoy responsibly
3: at SCU whether you want to build buy or renovate your home it all starts with a custom mortgage tailored to fit your needs and lifestyle visit stu.mb.ca slash my mortgage to learn more
0: Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence.
1: Five-man rush, Powell, pressure in his face from Haba. Who's got him for the sack? Brings him down just shy of the 25. Celestin Haba unmolested from the Bomber's left-hand side. Ends the drive. Tyreek McAllister in motion, little reverse. Legit reverse to Godwin, 20, 25, blockers in front, 35, 40, broke a tackle. It's Tim White on the run, 50, 40, and he's brought down by the last man who could at the 35-yard line Demario Houston with a saving tackle. Four receiver set with the receiver as tight end to the left-hand side. They'll motion everybody to the right. Powell looking right. He's going to step up, dumps it off underneath at the goal line for the touchdown. Terry Godwin with the reception. He's in for the score. And in a replication of last season, Hamilton scores on his first two drives and leads 9-0. Kolaris, blitz coming. He's going to throw this one up on the corner. route for Dembski. Got him at the 40, 30. Trying to step around Simone Lawrence inside the 25. Nick Dembski got free on Dexter Lawson for a huge gain. Olivera motions back in the backfield. Blitz coming. Looking across the middle. caught by Dembski for the touchdown. Zach had to pump it twice. Dembski had to dance around the goal post. And the Bombers are in the end zone. Castillo 43 of 47 on his convert this season. He lofts this one up and it's wide to the right. So it's a miss and McAllister will try to return it, made the first man miss, 10, 15, 20. He's going for the two-point convert of the zone. If he can get it midfield, McAllister is gone. This will be a defensive two-point convert for the Ticats off the 120-yard return. And that will make it 12-6 for the Ticats. First and 10, Kolaros to toss it to Rasheed Bailey. Nice hole, 45. Oh. oh, he hammered somebody at the 47 yard line. Rasheed Bailey taking no prisoners on route to an eight yard gain. Three receivers into the left. Ticats will rush four. Kolaros guns it quickly, open is shown. Wide open, 30 and he's banged down at the 25 yard line by Lawrence Woods. How is Dalton shown that wide open? Uh, it's unbelievable. Second and 10 bombers for the Cats 25 yard line. Kolaris looking across the middle pumps he's going to throw this one up for Lawler take that referee and tie caps. it's a Kenny Lawler touchdown
2: we've talked about it don't make this team mad don't tell Kenny Lawler he didn't have a catch when he did never try to tell me that Buck Pierce doesn't have a sense of humor
1: oh you took a catch away from our guy we're gonna go right back to him for a touchdown. Hamilton shows blitz. They bring it. Kolaris is going to throw this one up wide open to Stemski on the corner out of the 20. 15-10 and he's brought down by Chris Edwards. They brought the blitz again and Kolaris burned him again. Kolaris looking left gunning in route. Bailey gets hammered at the 40 and holds on. Oh he ran him right into Jameer Thurman but Bailey held on to the ball and it'll set up the Bombers for about a 48 yard field goal attempt. Three receivers left. Five-man rush, Kolaris gunning. Oh, picked oh. off at the 15-yard line. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Defensive tackle, Malik Carney, stepped in front of an open receiver and takes it away. That's, just, that's an incredible play in Reed, out of the end position. Powell looking across the middle, gunning to the back of the end zone, is picked off! And deep in the end zone, Evan Holm with the takeaway. With his second interception of the season, Evan Holm keeps the Bombers alive in this one. How's gonna throw out of it. What ball's in the ground! The Bombers are gonna get it! Three guys are on it! Somebody pick it up before the game's over. It looks like Brandon Alexander with the fumble recovery. Tolaris under center, he's just gonna dive over, flag down, free snap, touchdown for the Bombers. For the second straight year, late season, heading into a bye week, The Bombers come to Hamilton and fall to the Ticats. Sounds of the game. A Kyle Milroy production in this one. Evan Holmes' interception timely. Brandon Alexander's fumble recovery timely. They then got into the end zone to keep this one. And just not enough stops and not enough
2: turnover drives. They weren't consistent enough in in any phase, right? Like. Offensively, had their moments, but not consistent enough when it mattered. Uh, Defensively, had their moments, but, you know, uh, were able to get the ball at some opportune times to give them a chance, but the way they performed on second down, second and long, uh, you know, not consistent enough. And then special teams, same way, erratic play across the board. So uh, there was flashes of competition and, and getting back into this game, but not enough compelling play to uh, to put themselves in the driver's seat of a W.
1: And Ed Tate references at halftime, and it holds true for the final score, 29-23 the final. If Sergio Castillo, well, if they don't give up the defensive two-point convert, Hamilton has 27. If Castillo makes his convert and his field goal, the Bombers have 27. So, again, it's not all Castillo, but special teams certainly – Special teams doesn't get well. away. Yeah. yeah, they they played their part in this. Well, there has well. been many
2: games where special teams has been culpable in some regard. Even even in yep. wins, they've uh, certainly haven't uh, uh, shown very well throughout the season.
1: Yeah, let's do the drive of the game. It's brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It will be a game changer. I would have to vote for the drive that gave the Bombers life. 5.59 to go, they get the ball back. Constant hurry-up against the clock running. Eight plays, 58 yards. They get the touchdown that gets them back within six. It at least gave them a chance from there going forward. They then forced the punt, but then turned it over on downs after Rashid's unfortunate drop, and Zach just had to try to hammer one deep to Dembski. Uh, That was, to me, the Bombers' Perhaps the Bombers' best drive of the game. Uh, if you are on Hamilton's side, they have a number of forty and seventy and eighty-yard drives. Uh, Taylor Powell, five for eighty-six on the second drive of the game. Just I I can't get over how how there are young quarterbacks. How
2: polished he was.
1: Well, and that's the thing, Dustin Crum in that game uh, when the Red Blacks beat the Bombers. I wouldn't say he looked polished, right? Crum looks. It's, I there's shades of uh, crazy, Bo Levi Mitchell shades. Powell's a little more mobile, uh, maybe not as uh, strong as in his arm. But I just looked at him and go, oh, this guy's this guy is calm under pressure. And oh, Willie had two hands on me. Okay, well I'm just going to scoot out to the left. And you go, all right, that's that was a real impressive. Impressive performance. The drive of the game brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It will be a game changer. The hardest hit of the game is brought to you by Vernas Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. And you heard it there in the sounds of the game. Late in the first half, Rashid Bailey is pulled across the middle into middle linebacker Jameer Thurman makes the catch
2: puts his shoulder down
1: <laughs> and just crushes him bailey holds on to the ball i mean that that play got them the shot at three points right that is such a an enormous play and i mean bailey hammered two guys running those jet sweeps or little inside tosses there is big contact when rasheed bailey's around
2: yeah it's a lot of fun watching him it's it's inspiring got to be for his his teammates uh Mike Roche mentioned about how these guys actually Zach Kalaris how they all play fearless right they play fearless football and uh, none of these guys are afraid to take the ball anywhere on the football field and uh, and extend out there to try and make a play for their teammates so it's, uh, it's always fun to watch that
1: That is the hardest hit of the game. It's for our friends at Vernas Auto Body. For collision of pairs, no one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. Uh, Dom is on the text line, just wondering, on the Parker return at the end, if the penalty was no yards and Parker brought it up to the 40-yard line, isn't the penalty applied from the 40 or where the penalty occurred? My understanding would be uh, from where the penalty occurred. Let me pull up exactly what that would have been. No yards, 15. It was applied from the 27-yard line. Yeah, so applied from where Parker caught the punt. He returned it 13 yards to the 40. They said, well, we're going to take the 15-yard penalty and we'll start at the 42-yard line. So uh, on that one, uh, Dom, it is applied from where the where he catches the ball is where the infraction occurs, right? So that's it. They decided to take the two extra yards for the penalty. John says secondary coverage much too soft. Uh, question all the long passes. Extra time makes it easier to pressure Kolaris for every completion, interception, opportunity. Kolaris seems to be making more bad choices. Holds the ball too long or throws into dangerous coverage. I think Zach holds the ball longer than a lot of quarterbacks would be comfortable with. Uh, by my tracking, Kolaris was under pressure more last season than any other quarterback, but I, I don't think he's bothered by it at all. The thing about forcing balls, uh, I would absolutely agree, is happening. Um, consecutive games, he tried to get it to Kenny Lawler in double coverage. And I feel like, as opposed to, well, it is to some degree an indictment of Zach, but he feels so much confidence in some of these guys that he goes, you know you know what, this is a thin margin, but I'm going to press it. And
2: he certainly is not afraid to roll the dice and take a shot downfield. And it's hard to say anything conclusively about Zach Claris. Just, I mean, last week was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Right? He was, he was incredible last week. So, how much stock do you put into the way he played today? Right? It's just, it's, uh, it, it's. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make it today the narrative, then that means you're dismissing the narrative. Of what happened last week? Right? The the reality is, on a week in a week out basis, he's somewhere between the two.
1: Well, and, and do you get performances like last week if you, if he's not t- pushing those edges and taking those risks, right? Um, I, I think the... I posed it to to O'Shea last year as Zach brings a certain amount of risk, right? He'll try to make riskier throws because he knows he can get them. He knows his guys can, can catch them. And we love it when they're touchdowns and we hate them when they're interceptions. Fortunately, three times as often they're touchdowns and interceptions, but... To to get the benefit, you have to accept that there are going to be nights like this. That's kind of how I approach Zach and his bomber's offense. That yeah, you know what? He knows when to push those edges, when to try to fit it into tight spaces. And I'm comfortable with that because Kenny's Kenny Lawler's catch that was ruled not a catch. That's that is unbelievable. That he was able to leap up and with his three XL hands, yeah. get two hands on it. They absolutely hosed him by calling it not a catch in my well minorly hosed him but it's not a, the biggest objectionable call ever but uh i think i i just approach it as zach can take these risks because he knows when to risk it and when not to in my mind and the results when he does are five touchdowns against and absolutely murdering the saskatchewan rough riders so yeah it's it's tough you have to be able to uh to deal with it Derek, is not a text line two losses before a bye week and two losses in a row on the road the next game before they're by in BC in a game the Bombers must win. This team doesn't host the West Final. They don't make it back to Hamilton.
2: That's interesting.
1: That's the, that's the real risk. I, I will throw out the stat. I mean, all the they ta- did
2: in 2019, right? They, they but, took the hardest path imaginable
1: yeah, in absolutely. 2019, the Grey Cup. So More than 60% of the teams that have gone to the Grey Cup since 2000 have been number one seeds. For Again, for all the reasons you think of, it's only one game and you get it at home. If you have to go to, to B.C. for the if, – well, if you have to beat Saskatchewan, who might have Trevor Harris back, and then you have to go to B.C.,
2: that's a hard road to hoe. Ooh. Beating Saskatchewan at home is ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah, but it won't be the – But g- going to B.C. would be harder, yes. Yes. Obviously. You, B- you, want, you want that home opportunity for sure.
1: What if B.C. is healthy and Dominic Rhymes is back by that time? That's uh, – Derek, I, I'm with you. It's uh, – the home field, I will I will always encourage absolutely going all out for home field. It is 640. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll have final wraps from here in Hamilton. The bombers falling heading into a bye week once again, 29-23. The final is Princess Auto, Blue
3: Bomber Football on 680. CJOB. You use them every day. You might be using one right now. Roads connect people to jobs, to schools, to hospitals. We need safe and reliable roads, bike paths, and walkways. Manitoba needs strategic investment for better roads. In the provincial election, ask your candidate, what's your plan for better roads? Take the Better Roads quiz and you could win $1,000. Visit voteforbetterroads.ca. A message from Manitoba Heavy Construction. Hey, you found the missing part. Yes, ma'am. Where was it? At Princess Auto in the trailer aisle, between the hubs and axles. Glad you finally found it. Yeah,
0: should have gone there first.
3: So, now you can make it work?
0: Yeah, gonna put it together now, so we can go in about an hour. For the tools, equipment, and the know-how you need to make it work, Princess Auto is here for you. Princess Auto. Blue Bomber football. Ideas. Tools. Are you Ready? For the greatest
1: family adventure of the season, Whoa. it's Amaze in Corn Amusement Farm.
3: Get lost in the corn maze. There's a petting zoo. Pony rides. Sweet corn. It's corn amazing.
1: Pumpkins as far as the eye can see in the great pumpkin barn.
3: Step into a world of excitement,
1: laughter, and unforgettable moments. It's the family adventure with something for everyone. Just 10 minutes south of Winnipeg at Amaze Corn Amusement Farm.
0: Whether it's Blue Bombers... It's shown inside the five! Dalton Schoen again! Three touchdowns from Dalton Schoen! Jets...
1: It's extremely special to get the opportunity to lead an NHL franchise in a
0: Canadian market. Moose, Valor FC, Gold Eyes, Westman, Bisons, Junior Hockey, Curling High School. We have the Winnipeg sports scene covered. Live and 25 after the hour on 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final moments for us here from uh, Tim Hortons
1: Field in Hamilton. The Bombers falling 29-23, now 10-4 on the season. The Cats resurgence is for real. Now 6-7 on the season, even with the Montreal Alouettes. For second in the East, the B.C. Lions are in action as we speak, taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks. And Ottawa uh, appears to be doing the Bombers a favor, if not my fantasy team, leading 6-1 to one on two Lewis Ward field goals. Uh, Vernon Adams, 3-4 for four for 44. Keon Hatcher a catch, and that's about all she wrote. So uh, I don't know if to root for my fantasy team, root for the team that we talk about every week. I got to catch. Is that really tough for you? No, because I'm 160 spots behind you You're in done. fantasy.
2: You're done with fantasy, okay? Just Wait, move on from that.
1: Like, honest to goodness, uh, listening, if you can imagine this, we're driving from Toronto to Hamilton today. 45 minutes of Doug Brown giving me fantasy advice. I mean, come on. Just ripping on me. How could you pick Justin McKinnis <laughs> there? Uh, Justin? I wish that was
2: true. <laughs> hey, as we know, you and I are not the biggest fans of uh, this particular road trip, and either. This is a football team we cover, so consistent at least, right? And this is—it's just so surprising to me because
1: we had that interview with Evan Holm in the pregame show, and he talked about, I don't think we were up for that game. I, I think it was his first start ever. It's like I don't think we were mentally up for that game. Which, all week, one of the media storylines—I'm sure they got tired of us asking about—was, hey, you guys bombed this game, you know, literally a year ago. Oh, it won't be the same as year.
0: Well,
2: it's exactly the same. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so yeah, to
1: hear Coach O'Shea saying, you know, they out physicaled us and things like that, and I, and I just wrap, try to wrap my head around how do you get out physical? Is is the bye week something that that the coaching staff needs to address? Because uh, l- last week, or pardon me, this season, they beat Edmonton at, in Winnipeg before the first bye week, so that was that was a fine performance. That wasn't the weird down twenty two nothing in Edmonton one. This week, so this is—is is this three of the last four bye weeks that counted, where they've lost going into the bye week, and they've only lost seven games in those two seasons combined? Yeah, a lot of Three were going into the bye week. I wonder if it's something uh, that they feel they'll need to address. That will be a question that we have for the head coach Mike O'Shea on the coaches show Monday
2: from seven to eight. It's just like knowing you have Monday off, and you take Friday off as well. That's all that happens. I think everybody. There's a few people out there that are listening. Have extended their long weekends before, have they not?
1: I I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Either they do it, or they they hate that person in the office or in their job who does it as well, right? I
2: calls in on the Friday. Oh oh, you don't have to be back to work till Tuesday. Okay, happens every happens in football.
1: I'm. I'm really starting to get alongside of now. I got to dig back into the numbers and see uh, how teams are going into the bye week because it just happened too many times for a team that doesn't lose too many games. Uh, no game this coming week, as we mentioned, a bye week, and two games in the next 34 days. So anybody who is not 100% healthy like should be playing. Jackson Jeffcoat back for Hanson. the Toronto Argos. Hansen is back on the sixth game, but they can pull him off at any time. Uh, It would be great to see Teadric Hansen back in the lineup. Janarian Grant is the other one we'll be watching for. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, at DT on OB, you'll get all the Bomber updates as we get them. Please do subscribe to the Blue Bomber podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That gives you our game broadcast, our pre- and post-game analysis. Uh, It gives you the Blue Bomber podcast, hosted by Greg Mackling. All our great content. The Coaches Show will show up magically on your phone as Mike O'Shea addresses all your questions on Monday on 680 CJOB for uh, Doug Brown, for Ed Tate and Ted Wyman and Marissa Turton and Skylar Peters and Kyle Milroy and Braden Nawasco and Cam Poitras and all the gang who helped make this possible. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you uh, joining us for another edition of Blue Bomber Football. We wish the result could have been better, but it was uh, just great to be in the beautiful city of Hamilton.
2: Let's drive back to Toronto
1: now. What if our car is smashed (laughs) smashed windows? (laughs) It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB.
0: and 680-CJOB.